Well, friends, tonight it's my honor and privilege to share the Word of God with you, and we are going to get right into the Word of God. Anyone that needs to be dismissed, you are welcome to be dismissed at this time. And if you're here, put your ears on. Hallelujah. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. I'm trusting for utterance tonight. Amen. Amen and amen. Lord, thank you for the Word of God that's alive, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. It's able to discern between the, the soul and the spirit and cut between that marrow and that bone, Lord. We thank you so much. It judges the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Uh, the Word of God is able to build us up and give us an inheritance among the saints in light. And Lord, I don't know about, everybody, I, I don't know about people outside of this complex, but we in this complex say, bring it on. We'll take the Word tonight in Jesus' mighty name. If you can agree with that, say Amen. amen. Um, this may seem a bit like deja vu for you, but uh, well before um, Sunday morning, I have this in my heart, a message entitled, The Battle for Your Attention. And, uh, to, uh, and uh, the message title tonight is, The Battle for Your Attention, Pay Attention or Pay the Piper. And Pastor Mark preached a phenomenal message. I, I won't say that he preached my message, because no, I mean, he just did a phenomenal job Sunday morning, especially as he was talking about Martha and Mary. And uh, I'm telling you what, that those examples about busy, busy, busy and distractions just will stay with me. And I don't know about you, but his, his preaching totally stayed with me to, to where I had to go get a cheeseburger. Okay, two cheeseburgers, two cheeseburgers. Okay, I, I just have the suspicion that there was a run on in the stock market for cheeseburgers. That How many got cheeseburgers after that message? One, two, three, four, five. You see, you see, you got to watch what you preach. The people are going to run after it. So anyway, no, definitely I, I, I indulged completely and fully. I got not one, but two cheeseburgers and downed them both. And it was, I haven't had a cheeseburger in who knows how long. But tonight I hope we wet to app your, app your appetite about the things of God as well. Amen? Distraction is, as Pastor Mark had so eloquently stated, is really a, it's really a problem in our day and age, in our world. And uh, if, if you think about it, I, I had a friend that kind of shared this with me. and It was that if you think about it, our world is loaded with weapons of mass distraction. <laughs> they really are weapons of mass distraction. And I don't have to go into them all because you can get the CD yourself or download it and hear Pastor Mark teach about distractions. It's just such a phenomenal job. But there is, in fact, a battle for your attention. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about tonight. The battle for your attention, there, there is a purpose for it uh, to get your attention. That's to dilute your resolve and your calling and your purpose in life. And, uh, of course, uh, the story of Luke chapter 10, 8, 38 through 42, uh, we can allude to that here. There's, of course, Jesus went to a certain village. I'll just kind of capsulize it. And... Uh, uh, Martha was distracted with with much serving and uh, she was, uh, you know, you could be distracted just doing what you know, what you think is the right thing to do. Too much of a good thing. So she's distracted. And uh, of course, in verse 41 of Luke 10, Jesus answered and said, Martha, Martha, you're worried and troubled about many things. Now, that should tell you something right there. If you are experiencing a fairly high level of stress or a high level of anxiety in your life, chances are that you are being uh, falling victim to one of these weapons of mass distraction. <laughs> you know, you're being distracted from God's best in your life. 
And uh, so he said, you know, uh, you are worried and troubled about many things. Uh, so it wasn't just she wasn't just concerned about the dinner party that she was putting on that day. She was evidently uh, Jesus read her mail and she was really worried about just about a lot of things. Probably just about everything in her life was a she was a worry wart. And so he goes on to say, but one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. How marvelous that teaching was. You know, that good part that Mary uh, chose was is not to be taken from her and won't be taken from you. Just a couple thoughts before we move into tonight's message. And that is that... Uh, Get, getting the right portion or your portion, the good portion, has got to be a choice on our part. And so you could be close to a good choice. That's not good enough. You know, close doesn't count. You have to be right on task when you choose the good portion. Somebody said amen. amen. So choose to pay attention to Jesus. That's exactly what Mary did. So I'll call this God time. Wow. Just a, just let's spend just a couple of minutes. Can we just be real tonight? Just spend a couple of minutes talking about how we spend time. Dedicated time is very, very challenging to come by these days. I'm talking about where you have time that you have reserved for something that you absolutely will not or cannot be interrupted. I mean, we're in church in a phone call where any minute the phone call is going to come in. Uh, you can be in, in, a, in a meeting. You could be celebrating uh, someone's birthday or an anniversary or something really, really important sitting across the table from a loved one. And all of a sudden the phone rings and, or something. And you see people do this all the time. It's as though the person calling was more important than the person that was face to face. Can I say it this way? I think I can. FaceTime, and I don't mean Apple FaceTime, but I mean FaceTime is a commodity that we must not allow ourselves to be robbed of. It's, it's just, we, we've lost touch with how important it is to be face-to-face with someone. I mean, you think about it, in, at the, you, there are, there's plenty you know, around, that you could find uh, that's published about families, how they used to be 50, 75 years ago, how dinner time was the time to share and everything. And today it looks like a different picture. Everybody's around. Dad's got his iPad. They're at dinner time, right? Dad's yeah. got his iPad. The, the junior's got his iPhone. And, and, and Sissy has got her, you know, her little phone. And Mama's got her little iPad mini. And, and they're, all, they're all sitting at dinner and they're all going like this. And nobody is saying, uh-huh. And someone might be saying something. But you hear a lot of, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. But that, you know, that, that's a horrible picture and and you know what i'm not going to ask for a show of hands because we've all been there right but there are times where you we we have we make the decision to leave the doorbell unanswered just because somebody came to the door doesn't mean you have to answer it just because the phone rang you know it's so hard to just really discipline yourself to not answer the phone you're having this real important conversation with a family member or with a friend or your spouse. How about this? You're in prayer. How about that? You're in the spirit. With, yeah. And all of a sudden the phone starts to ring. I don't know about you, but, but how disciplined are we to just let it go? It is, we're not going to allow that, the, the ringing call or some interruption to mess with our face time with God or with each other. Just a thought. Amen. Food, just food for thought. Food for thought. Food for thought. 
Anyway, dedicated time, I, I'm telling you, I, dedicated time is something where you say, I am not available for anything else, anything else. You know, multitasking is not a plus over here in what we're talking about. Sometimes, you know, when you, when you uh, consider uh, saying what your strong points are with an employee, oh yeah, I can really multitask. That's not really a strength when it comes to living life, really. I mean, there are times you have to, somebody say, turn it off. And be single-minded and give undivided attention. There has to be a do not disturb, do not disturb. Can you read do not disturb? And we have to go out of our way to put our phones on total silence and so on or just turn it off. Somebody say turn it off. So let's talk about attention. Proverbs 4, 20 and 22 through 22 says, my son, you could put that up there. My son, attend. Wouldn't that... Uh, kind of fall into the uh, area of what we're talking about tonight to give attention, right? My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart for their life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. That falls under giving attention. Let's look at Psalm 1. Love Psalm 1. Look at this. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but... His delight, you might say his attention, is in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate day and night. I mean, how do you spell attention? That looks pretty attention-y. How many, okay, on a scale of 1 to 10, how many feel that's kind of attention-y? Is that kind of a 10? Meditate day and night, you know? I think that's kind of attention-y, don't you think so? I thought so, even though it doesn't say attention. And see, that's the person that will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season, whose leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he doth shall prosper. Now, let me, let, let's look just a couple of little opening scriptures as we continue in our little talk tonight. Mark chapter 4 and verse number 18 says this. It says, uh, he's, Jesus talking about the parable of the seeds, and he's describing the ones in this, uh, that were sown among thorns. And those are the ones, in verse 18, sown among the thorns are others who hear the word and the pleasure and delight and false glamour and deceitfulness of riches and the craving, passionate desire for other things creep in and choke and suffocate the word and it becomes un, uh, becomes fruitful. Uh, King James Version says uh, unfruitful. Uh, did you see that? It says distractions of the age. My goodness, there it is again. Distractions. If anything, we need to guard our hearts so that we are not distraction, not distracted because friends, either you pay attention or you're going to pay a, a hefty price. That's the way it is. We either pay attention to the Lord and what he's saying or else we'll fall prey to something that's coming along down the pipe. Let me just uh, gosh, I wish I could tell that story. I'll maybe another time. So I hear the call in the spirit. Give me your undivided attention. Give me your undivided attention. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 in the Amplified says this. Looking, by the way, the reading of the word, there's power in the word. Discipline yourself to hear the word. We'll be, we'll be commenting in just a little bit. Always endeavor to put, really lift an ear and really listen when the word is being taught and expect to hear something from the Lord. Look away from all that will distract, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 in the Amplified. Look away or looking away from all that will distract to Jesus, who is the leader and the source of our faith, giving 
the first incentive for our belief, and also its finisher, bringing it to maturity and perfection. For he, for the joy of obtaining the prize that was set before him, endured the cross, despising and ignoring the shame, and is now seated on the right hand and the throne of God. I want you to catch this. We are to look away from all that would distract. And we've already commented on how much there is to distract. Surely there's a whole lot. Now, here's a saying that came up in my spirit. I don't know if I ever heard anybody say this before, but it's certainly the spirit of God quickened it to me. And I and I can even give you an example. And the, the saying was this. Anyone wishing to be effective must be willing to be selective, selective. Does that make sense to you? Let me read that again in case you want to write it down. Anyone wish, wishing to be effective must be willing to be selective. This isn't in my notes, but in, the, in Corinthians it says, All things are lawful, but not all things are profitable. The Apostle Paul's people were asking him for a list of do's and don'ts. And the Apostle Paul wasn't going to play that game. And we're not going to play that game in this church. We're not going to tell you that you can or can't watch TV or you can or cannot, you know, go to the movies or you can or cannot go to concerts. We're not going to stand up here and tell you that because you have the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. And if you listen and pay attention, the, the, the fine points of the spirit are just phenomenal. You know, uh, I'm, I'm assuming that today you came out on a Wednesday night to hear from, from the Lord, to hear from the word of God, and you're hungry for God. So I, I think I'll just make the assumption that when the enemy comes to you with some outlandish, hideous thought or plan that you say no way in the name of Jesus get the hints get thee behind me Satan you're not going to do it go steal that go steal that car like what are you crazy go smoke that are you crazy I'm the redeemed hallelujah I'm free in Jesus my name go here and look at that I'm not looking at that in Jesus name go cheat on your way are you crazy I want to live <laughs> here let me give my wife my phone I want to live uh, anyway, but see, the fine points in the Bible are just amazing. A lot of times, it's, it's not go out and do something outlandish. The Lord may make a proposition to you if you're listening. Will you pay attention to what the Lord has to say? I have, uh, I have a very good friend. Uh, the, those of you that know me at all know that I really enjoy playing guitar. And I've had opportunity in, in recent times to... to kind of gather with some very, very good guitarists, very outstanding guitarists. And uh, we've kind of struck up a, uh, a friendship, and that was really good. And I really appreciate, I appreciate them. They're really, he's, a, he's a great guy. I have another friend that's a Christian person. Thank God he's a, he's a good man of God. He's actually a mentor. When I was a little boy, he taught me how to play a little bit. And today he was like, whoa, look where you are today. <laughs> so we have a good time together. But... Um, I was going to set up some sessions to go to the studio and, and, and I just felt a check in my spirit. I just felt like, like don't, don't do that right now. But see, I love to do that. Everybody follow that? But I just felt, that, I just felt something say, will you give that up for me right now? Okay, so to give that up for the Lord means I'm listening. But you see, there's a price to pay if you override that. 
Now, I'll still be here next week if I were to go ahead and have gone into the sessions and set up appointments. I would still be here, but there would be a price to pay. Now, what would that price be? Well, I'm, I'm not exactly sure, except I can say that it probably would cost the anointing. It would, it, would, it would probably tap my anointing a little bit because we're focusing on guitar, 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 but we're not really focusing. I'm a minister, for heaven's sakes. I need, to, I need to make sure that I'm protecting the... And you're a, you're a minister, for heaven's sakes. You need to protect the anointing in your life. And so, you know, vacation came up and I just let that just go right on by. I set up no session. I says, okay. But then I went on to just play a little bit myself. And I was just playing and playing like, wow, this is feeling good. And I was listening to certain, following after certain very, very gifted guitar players. And then I, I kind of felt the Spirit of God... Rise up and me and say, have you had enough yet? <laughs> it's like, whoa. <laughs> How come you want to play like George Benson anyway? <laughs> you know, says, but you know, it's just it's such a cool. But you know what? It just used it uses such a large amount of my mind yeah. that I can't afford that as a minister. I'm not saying that I can't ever play or I can't play some tunes in that, but it uses too much of space in Pastor Tom's life. I'm just being real with you. And so I put that on the side. I says, okay, I'll, I'll put that aside. You want, I'll go one further for you. I was thinking about doing a song recently. I said, this is a very good song for our church. I know we could do I know it would be a blessing to the body and I know we could do it well and I could, I could sing it. We could do this. And I'm charting it and boy, I'm just enjoying this really strong. But, you know, I'm really endeavoring to pay attention. Somebody say pay attention. <laughs> endeavoring to pay attention. And uh, I'm, I'm in my little studio and I'm, I'm playing this and boy, it's sounding good. It's sounding really good. I'm just really enjoying this song. And then I start singing along with it as well. And I'm starting to chart it. And I'm about, you know, a little ways charting in it. And all of a sudden I hear the Lord say, don't do that song. What? <laughs> what? Don't, don't do that song. I said, really? I said, and so if you're listening, okay, you have a choice when God speaks to you. See, let me go back to that one scripture all things are lawful, but not all things are profitable. So how many want to know what happened that day? What happened that day was I said, yes, sir. I just remembered some teachings by Keith Moore. I love Brother Keith Moore and men of God like him and Pastor Mark. The Lord speaks to them and they do not ask questions. They say, yes, sir. So I just stopped immediately. I said, I, I, I started, I, I just closed that, closed that window and the computer. And I was getting ready to say, do you, do you want me to delete the chart? I'll just delete it right now. All the work that I've done, I'll just delete it all. And he says, no, you don't have to do that. You've already proved to me that you're not. I says, I'm not going to do it. He says, I won't even touch it in thought life. And that's really hard after you got those little, little things in your head. <laughs> I put it down. Now, let me tell you something. The next week we got up here, the anointing of God was so strong. I believe that obedience in that area really helps so that you can follow after the Lord in other areas. I wonder if that's, if that's true in my life. I wonder if it's true in your life. Hello, I wonder if it's true in your life. Hallelujah. Sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Sensitive to him, paying attention. 809, okay. So anyway, I feel the call of the Spirit saying, give me attention. Look away from everything that would distract. 
And uh, so, you know, maybe, maybe that song would be too distracting for me. Maybe I would enjoy it too much. <laughs> or, or maybe it would take more time to chart it because it's, it's like a studio piece. We can do it. Our, our people, they, they do a great job in this church. I love our musicians. They really do a great job. But this is not the time. I mean, I don't know that it'll ever be the time. But anyway, I put it down saying amen. And I, I, I practiced what I preached and I wasn't crying either. Anyone wishing to be effective must be willing to be selective. And mind you, what you're putting down or what you're letting go of doesn't necessarily have to be evil. It's just using up space in your life. Does that make sense to you? So let's go to the book of Hebrews where he says, it says uh, to cast off the weights and the sin that so uh, easily besets you. So, you know, sin, of course, Christian, if, that's, if something's hanging on to you, please cast it off. But even those that are working and God's done a nice work of grace, those fine tunings are just weights. Things that are going to use, it's going to use too much of your time. It's going to cost you. You, uh, you know, you fill in the blank. It might be that series on TV. You might be, you know, I, I, I'm like the not next guy. I like a good series. And like, whoa, there's like 88 episodes or there's 169 episodes. Like, yeah, let's watch three or four. I heard somebody say binge Netflix watching or something. You know, I like that sci-fi like everybody else. I mean, I'm just like the next guy. But you know what? Something happens when you give large doses of your time and your attention away. It's got your affection. It's got your attention. And all I'm saying is what I hear the Spirit of God say, be careful what you give your attention to. And so let's look at something here. Um, I think I, I said enough about being selective. I'll read the scripture, then we'll move on. In a great house, in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 21, 20 and 21, it says this, In a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor, for some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be an, a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. I mean, does that help anybody tonight, or is that kind of, help you to go down the checklist of uh, too much golf or too much uh, binge watching on Netflix or too, whatever it is. I mean, you could just, you could binge on exercise. You could do, you could binge on uh, shopping. It could be, I'm not saying don't shop. Dear Lord, I'm going to have an, a, a riot on my hands. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Let your moderation be known to all men. Amen. So let's talk about this one thing. Let's get into message. Key number one to remain effective and, and, and in order to, to, to be selective in order to be effective is, is you must set your affection on things above. Set your affection, your affection. Colossians 3, 2 says this in the King James. It says, set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. Uh, in uh, Colossians 3, in the Amplified, says this, Set your minds and keep them on what is above the higher things, not on things that are on the earth. Now, let's talk about affection. Set your, I like the way it says it in the King James Version. Set your affection. Affection is a tender attachment. Oh, I have a tender attachment towards some of that guitar music. Ah, but I have to give it up and gladly do it so. Amen. 
fondness, a feeling of liking something. I like that. I like devotion. How about an attachment, a fond attachment for someone or something? How about this? An attraction to it. If you say sci-fi, yeah, laser beams and spaceships. I'm so there. Sorry, I kind of like that. Okay. Oh, do I have any sci-fi? Nah, anybody? There's one, two, three. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I see that hand. I see that hand. Thank you very much. Thank you a lot. Live long and prosper. Thank you very much. Now, for other people, it's something else. I mean, it might be the, 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 the drama, the, the chick flicks or whatever it is, you know, real good drama and all that. I see people shaking their head. No, no. Yeah. But, but if your wife likes that sort of thing, you, you have to adjust. Amen. How you know, watch those things. But anyway, your affection the attraction that we have to those things. And, and the thing about it is, is we are to guard our hearts to set our affection on things above. And we're going to talk about what that is, things above. Soon you will learn that things above is not necessarily something geographically way up and far away. Let me, show, let me give a key about seeking those things which are above. And that is um, in, in uh, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. Let's look at this. There's something that's above, and that's a bottom page up there in, in the booth, chapter three, uh, Ephesians chapter 3 and 1 and verse 3. It says this, spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Check this out. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with some spiritual blessings. Okay, all, thank you, all spiritual blessings where? In heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now, here's just a thought about this. I, I read about this in the Spirit-Filled Life Bible. I want to, I want to bring this to, uh, to bear how, how that things above in heavenly places is not necessarily or merely things that are geographically like what you might think far away. This is what it says from the Spirit Life Bible. Spirit-filled life Bible. Spiritual blessing refers to divine privileges and resources available now. Did you catch that? It refers to divine privileges and resources available now. And it goes on to say that is chosen, adopted, forgiven. And 1 Corinthians 12.1 uses the same Greek word for spiritual in referring to the gifts... Of the Holy Spirit, evidencing that they are among the blessings that are included in the, quote, heavenly places. Check this out. Heavenly places is not merely geographical. It encompasses a spiritual reality that is in a place where you are on earth, where we are right now. So when we say, sit your mind on things that are above, that doesn't mean that we have, yes, we can think about heaven. And that's wonderful. But also, also, the fact that the kingdom of heaven is within you and that there are things about the kingdom of heaven that are right now. So when you're saying that you're thinking about things above, you might think, you might also phrase it this way. Think about things that are the cut above. For instance, how about this? How about the fact that you are above and not beneath, the head and not the tail? How about that you're redeemed from the curse of the law? How about that? How about covenant? How about wisdom that comes from above, but above means the spirit realm, and you're a spirit being, and it comes right where you are, right here in the nasty now and now. How about that? How about, oh man, this, this got exciting to me because I realized, not a geographical place, but a place in the spirit. 
part of the blessing of Abraham that we're redeemed from the curse of the law. So meditating on these things, you know, uh, as in spiritual blessings that were that were deposited in heavenly places. And by the way, we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I mean, you're seated there right now. That's a spiritual reality. And yet, we live in a dual world. Our physical bodies are here, but we live in seated together with Him in heavenly places. Go figure that out. So what I hear that scripture telling me is, you know, how about this? How about setting your affection? How about setting your attention on the fact that you've been raised up together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus? How about putting that mentality on you instead of having the lower life like yeah you know life is hard no it's not Jesus said that I'm that he he that comes to me praise God if you come to me I'm going to give you rest praise God you know what I'm saying come and drink of me I'm going to give you some water that's going to give you some strength come on friends and those of you that labor and are heavy laden you know I'm going to give you some real rest living in the spirit in the higher place is this connecting with anybody today? Set your affection on those things and suddenly you begin to realize, oh my goodness, you know what? Things like the gifts of the Spirit, that's heavenly places. Think about that. The resources is things from heavenly places. And I'm from heavenly places. And I live in heavenly places at the same time. That's where I'm seated. So I cannot neglect that. I can't just sit down here and think about gun smoke. (laughs) Because people down here desperately, they don't need another episode of Stargate or Gunsmoke or Longmire or Bones. They desperately need a touch from the Holy Ghost. They need a move of God in their life. Are you hearing? So Jesus never lost sight of his affection. His affection was always his spiritual um, position with the Father and his And his mission for this purpose was the Son of God manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. That was his mission. Do you ever think that he was distracted with tournaments of Scrabble? I'm not saying that he never played Scrabble or never played Jewish cards. But but what I'm saying is that he never binged on matzo balls so much that he forgot his purpose. You know how what we do sometimes, Reverend George did such a great job talking about self-medicating. What many of us do, the behaviors that we do to self-medicate, to try to deal with difficult things that have come into our life. Rather than stepping into them with the power of Christ. Hallelujah. Never losing sight of a couple of things that we're going to get into real quick. I'm going to skip over to this. Okay, number one. All spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. The power of the Holy Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit. How about the gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit? How about all those wonderful things that we have as far as endowments by the Spirit? And uh, what I'll call those, those endowments are power. Power. Paul said, my preaching was, did not come to you with enticing words of man's wisdom, but with demonstration and with power of the Spirit of God, of the resurrected Christ. You see, we cannot afford to lose our passion and our affection for that. 
I mean, I, I'm like the next guy. I really like special effects. I like explosions. I like near misses. I like cars that went real fast or spaceships that went real fast or people that walked through walls in the movies. But those things really happen in God and it's not special effects by George Lucas. I said it's not special effects. There's real healing power. Think about this. We go and we watch X-Men and, oh, this person has real power. They turn into a fireball. That person has real power. They go and, bl- and blow cold air. Oh, the other person has magnetic power. Ooh, magnetic power. Ooh. And we sit there for hours. Come on, how many of you saw X-Men? One, two, three, four. <laughs> this, this one can rise up and go back down. Like, Serious? Our heart, the human spirit cries out for something extra. I'm telling you, you've got the extra. You've got the word of wisdom. You've got the the spirit of discernment. Hallelujah. You've got the word of knowledge. You've got the gift of faith as he wills. Hallelujah. You've got the tongues and interpretation of tongues. This is amazing. Don't you think that's pretty amazing? Super Christian. You've got the baptism in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Oh, man, I'm just jazzed about that. But here's another thing you have. You've got authority. Now, see, that is now that straight up heavenly places right there. I got to tell you about this. Number two is authority. Let me let me read this to you in Ephesians chapter two. But God, who is so rich in mercy for his great love, Ephesians two, verse four. His great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved. And has done what? Raised us up. Say, raised us up. Say it. Raised us up together and made us do what? Sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Somebody say heavenly places. Heavenly See, our, one of our starting scriptures was in Colossians says don't set your affections here on the earth on earthly things set your affections in heavenly places you see the gifts of the spirit don't come from the low life down here supernatural provision and the power of the Holy Ghost and amazing things they don't happen down here they happen in the spirit realm and you're seated up there and everybody say heavenly places heavenly places in Christ Jesus and heavenly places, I, I know that there are many, there's the seventh heaven and all these deep, deep things. But we're seated there and it's like we're in the same dimension. I love, I love spatial dimension things and time travel and all those, uh, those things. And especially laser beams. I like laser beams, you know. And spaceships and aliens and all that. Okay? <laughs> Get that out of my system. <laughs> but the thing is that... Heavenly places is a whole lot closer than you thought. And it's, it's not only okay with God, He wants you to think about those things. He wants you to meditate on those things. He wants you to be attracted to those things. In so much as you want to believe God for the manifestation of the gifts of the Holy Ghost. You want to desire God to move in your generation. You want, you desire and you're, you're, you're just uh, consumed and absorbed with thoughts about God moving in America. Desiring God to move in the different nations of the earth. A move of God in our schools. A move of God in our families. A move of God in our marriages. Hallelujah. Consumed with that. Hallelujah. That's what he wants. But see, think about this. A heavenly seat... Seat, what we're talking about is authority. When you were seated uh, 
with Christ Jesus in heavenly places, understand that that is a place of authority and dominion. And that is something that starts in heavenly places. And it's not so far away as you think, because you're there. Somebody say, I'm there. If you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're there. Now, you might just be sitting there, not doing anything, but God put you there for a reason to start taking dominion and start taking authority and start binding and start loosing and start casting things out. Hallelujah. Romans 5.17 in the King James Version says this, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. I want, to, I want you to see something about the word power here where he talks about talking about power and authority and dominion. Freedom of action, the right to act. God has anointed you, Christian, to have the right to act. You have the right to act in the behalf of yourself, your family, or someone else. All you've got to do is step in and take care of business. You've got authority to do that. If, if they have given you license to do it, if it's your own family, you could pray. If it's, a, if it's a, a friend and you ask them, can we pray? Will you let me pray for you? And they say yes. Oh, get after it. Hallelujah. Look at this. Uh, unused, uh, you, unrestricted freedom of action, the right to act. The right, uh, uh, let me see, 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 see authority. There was another. Here it is. The ability or strength with which one is endued, the right to exercise power that comes directly from heavenly places. That's one of those things that comes from heavenly places. And where's heavenly places? It's right here. The kingdom of heaven is where? Way far away. Give me a capsule. No, friends, you do not need a time capsule. You don't need a spaceship. You don't need a time machine. You've got it right now, right where you sit. You've got the kingdom of heaven and have the authority and have been endued, especially you receive the Holy Spirit, endued with power. This is better than X-Men. Hallelujah. I want to offer you this suggestion, friends. Never say, there's nothing I can do. There's nothing we can do about it. There's always something you could do about whatever it is. You can always go to prayer about it. Hallelujah. And the power of one, this is what can happen. The power of one whose will and commands must be obeyed. That's what the kind of authority that you have in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. I heard an amen from over there, John. Say it again. Authority, one who possesses authority. You're a ruler. God gave you the ability to rule and reign. Hallelujah. But there's something else in that scripture about Ephesians says, having the eyes of your heart flooded with light so that you uh, can know what and understand the hope to which he has called you and how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints. Now, check this out. What it says, understand the hope to which he has called you. You have a hope and you have a destiny. And that 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 helps me live life. I mean, I don't I don't see of any better reason to live than to be called for a purpose to do something for God. 
It says you have a destiny to do something for God, to do something good in life, help other people, praise God. An anointing to do that. And it gets better than that. And how rich is his glorious inheritance in the things of life. You've got provision to do it, both spiritually and praise God, he'll give you the provision. So you've got power and provision working together. Can you see that, friends? Can you see that? And so what he's asking you to do is set your affection on those heavenly things. Is it okay to believe God for the power and the provision? That's one of the heavenly things that he's asking you to set your affection on. I'm not telling you to set your affection on money. I'm saying set your affection on the provision that comes through heavenly places in Christ Jesus. After all, my God shall supply your need according to his riches. Where is it? Where is it? Where's glory? Far away? Come on, it's all around you. Hallelujah. You just stretch out your faith and you're there. Faith, I don't know, this isn't very theological, but I just have this feeling that, that when faith calls, it's like the kingdom of heaven just goes, and that power is right there. I mean, it's like God, you're, you're agreeing with God. And then that dimension just says, thank you very much, I'll slip right in. Hallelujah. Thank you. You pray for someone. You take authority over that devil, over that. Get the devil off that kid. Get the devil off that son or daughter. Get the devil off that neighbor. You bind the devil and you do it in the name of Jesus. You release the love of God. Go bake him a cake and take it to him and walk in love anyway. And you open the door. You open the door to God instead of the devil. It says, thank you very much. And the anointing steps right in. Hallelujah. Instead of sitting around and commenting... Why don't you step into a role and take dominion that comes through heavenly places in Christ Jesus? We talk about things way too much. I think it's time for us to do things about it. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this is a message. The message. I love the message Bible. And when he talks about this Ephesians chapter 1 verse 18 and 19 I ask I ask God our master Jesus Christ the the God of glory to make you intelligent and discerning and knowing him personally your eyes focused and clear so that you can a see exactly what it is that he's calling you to do grasp the immensity of this glorious way of life that he has for his followers and b oh the utter extravagance of his work in us who trust him endless energy boundless strength hallelujah <laughs> how you believe in god for strength yeah. hallelujah i am too I, I i think we should all be uh believing god for endless energy and boundless strength So let's talk about the law of priority, because honestly, we started this uh, this little session tonight about uh, challenging us ourselves to to really deal with distractions and actually pay attention. And it, it really boils down, friends, as we make a heart as we make heart decisions. These are your decisions to make. I can't make the decisions for you. But it's what I'll call the law of priorities. Matthew chapter 6, 31 through 33. Will you let me read that for you in the Amplified Bible? They'll probably have it up for you in just a little bit. Matthew 6, 31 through 33. You getting anything so far? We're almost winding down here. It says, Therefore, do not worry and be anxious, saying, What are we going to have to eat? Or what are we going to have to drink? Or what are we going to have to wear? For the Gentiles and the heathen wish for and crave and diligently seek all these things. And your heavenly Father knows well that you need them all. 
See, seeking is very important. I don't know that I said this, but let me double back a little bit and share this with you. Your attention is a manifestation of your affection. Your attention, the things that you give attention to, is a manifestation. Why do we need a manifestation? Because I don't know what's in your heart, but I'll guarantee you this. If I had a neighbor that every morning they got, they got out their tennis racket and it's, let's say it's freezing outside and it's raining and they get out anyway <laughs> and they're going to get that tennis racket out and they go out to the court. Where are you going? I'm going to play tennis. And then the next time it's 120 degrees out. <laughs> I'm exaggerating a little bit. And it's nobody wants to move and they get out that tennis racket and they're going out with that tennis racket. I can see by they, their behavior the manifestation of what they're doing where their affection is. What do they love to do? They love to play tennis. They absolutely do. They love to play tennis. And so you can see by your by what you give attention to where your affections are and i I thought that might help you because the next thing that you do with your with your attention is you usually seek those things you know people will seek and search high and low for something they greatly value is that right and so here we're talking about seek ye first the kingdom of god the law of priority value God's way of being and doing right more than anything else. Value Him and His presence more than anything else. You know, I wish I could say that all of us do that. I wish I could say I do that 100% every day of my life. But you know, I have, I, I have flesh just like you do. But I, I see you made it to church tonight. I see that you made time out to put God First, you know, there's something about the law of priority. Bring me the first offering. Dedicate your first son. Bring me the first fruits. Right on the heels of a miracle, the lady is the lady is absolutely about to starve. She has just a little meal and oil. She says, "I'm about to die," and and so this is all I have. And then the prophet said to her, "Okay, first bake me a cake first. And surely as you bake me a cake first, then the oil is not going to fail and neither is the flour. You're going to have it. And then a miracle happened. It started multiplying. That's what I call the law of priorities. Whenever you put God first in something, you put God first. Is is it easy to put God first? Uh, Come on. Is it easy to put him first? It's not easy. It's not always easy. In fact, I don't think it's ever easy to put God first. Because it takes trust, but when you know him, you, you, you learn how to put him first. Amen? When you know, after you have a couple of those, after you give him what little meal you had and what little oil, and all of a sudden, you ate the entire year on that, you're like, whoa, and he asked you anything. Hey, you want this too? <laughs> he was like, God knows how to do something here. Hallelujah. He's working on something. He's getting, he's getting you all ready to release some things. Hallelujah. Seek ye first. Seek Aim at and strive after first of all his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of being and doing right. Then all those things taken together will be given to you besides. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Remember why you're here. 
Remember why God gave you breath and put you on planet earth. Hallelujah. It'll help you. That's a key to help you maintain your focus. We read of Jesus that for this purpose, we said that earlier. For what purpose? For this purpose was Christ manifested that he would do what? Destroy the works of the devil. And he maintained that posture. Hallelujah. So let's see where else I can go with this. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Praise God. Let me just read you some things that God expects of you and some things that are at your disposal. Never feel like you're powerless against the enemy. Hallelujah. Never lose sight of... Never stop thinking. Keep, let's keep that at the forefront of our minds. Uh, what's happening in the kingdom of heaven and spiritual things in heavenly places. Remember where you're seated. It says this. Behold, I, in Luke chapter 10, verse 19, winding down. Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and only some things shall hurt you. No, no, okay. Just got to check you out on that. Uh, It says, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. All right, so you've got power to tread on serpents and scorpions. Winding down Mark 16, the, the, the commission he said unto them, verse 15 through 20 of Mark 16, and he said to them, go ye into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. These signs shall follow those that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents if they drink any deadly thing. It shall not hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick. And what will happen, friends? They shall recover. And so then the Lord, after he had spoken to them, he was received into heaven, sat on the right hand of God. And by the way, that's where you're seated too, at the right hand of God. And they went forth preaching everywhere, the Lord working with them. What happened? Confirming the word with signs following. Amen. Uh, two more scriptures. Matthew 28, 18, 19. Jesus came and spake to them saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Last scripture, Matthew 10, verse 7 and 8. For as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received. What does he say? Freely give. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to close with this little story. This true story happened this week. My, uh, my sister is staying with us for, for a number of days as she uh, has a little business here in the Bay Area. Sister Carolyn. Love you, Carolyn. If she ever hears this message, I don't know. But she was praying. She's, every day she gets up and she prays and seeks the Lord. Every day. My, my mom was a mighty prayer warrior and she, she lived with Carolyn for a while. So that same spirit got on her. <laughs> and uh, Carolyn was praying and praying and praying and pleading the blood of Jesus. And she's giving attention to the Spirit of God. Paying attention. Paying attention. And she's driving down the road because she's going down to Santa Clara, you know, down there to one of the businesses down there. And while she's praying, the Spirit of God said to her, oh, there's an armored... She said, oh, there's an armored car. She says, get away from that car. Get away from that armored car. Get away. Just get away from that car. Just don't... Don't get near it. Get away from it. Get away from it. She goes, okay, I'll get away from it. So she started to... She speed up. She sped up. She was right parallel with it. And just as the, the her vehicle was almost clearing the front end, boom, there was a big explosion. She was like, whoa, something flew off that car and just grazed the back part of her of her uh, bumper I don't think no damage or anything just like she's trying to look back like what's going on 
I guess it was a blowout. <laughs> and if my, we're talking about a little compact car versus <laughs> an armored car. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> how many you glad that I'm, how many know that I'm glad and she's glad and we all should be glad <laughs> that she was listening, <laughs> that she was paying attention. Does God love you that much? Does he really love you that much? Blanche, does he love you that much? Does he? Daryl, does God love you that much? I just, I just wondered, does God love you that much? He absolutely does. Let's thank him and let's pray. Father, we thank you for what you've given us in heavenly places. What a phenomenal deposit in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So amazing that what we need to do is we need to pray on a regular basis that we'd be able to comprehend it. It's so immense. It's so enormous. It's so unfathomable by the human mind. And yet these things can be revealed by the Holy Ghost. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, we release our faith today so that we would have the eyes of our understanding enlightened so that we could see these things. And we put a guard around our heart, Father God. And we stretch our faith right now into those heavenly places, which we understand are not necessarily way up in heaven, but they're right here in the spirit realm. And we thank you, Lord, that these things are available right now. And I agree with my friends right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that the supplies of the Holy Spirit, that they're available and on tap right now. And for every day of our life, every moment, it's there. And I thank you, Lord, that you help us to be adept at operating in those tender mercies. Hallelujah. That we operate in those blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We thank you, Lord, as we build, as we build defenses around our heart to protect it, that the issues of life that come forth from the spirit realm, that we'll be ready messengers of the love of God, ready messengers of the life of God, and able ministers of not just part of the gospel, but the full gospel in the name of Jesus, sharing life with authority and with love and compassion with people. We praise you and we thank you for this hour. Thank you for calling us, Lord, and faithful, putting us in this area, praise God, putting us in ministry that we might represent Jesus in the last day. Everybody say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus flow through me in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Did you get anything out of that tonight? Hallelujah. Praise God. Put your affection up there. Put your affection up there. Just, you know, the next time that you go to subscribe to that 300 episode TV show, just check in with headquarters first. <laughs> just before you, before you go on binge golfing or binge fishing or whatever binge, the binge may be, just check in with headquarters. I'm not saying he'll never let you, he, he'll say you never can do that. But you know, there's a time and he'll know, you'll know when it's right. Hey, because either you pay attention or you're going to pay the piper. Amen and amen.